All right, good morning. Hope everyone is doing well. Uh, we are learning Maseches Yevamos, Daf Chav Gimel. We're starting at the top word. We're in the middle of a sugya about a machlokes in uh, regards to the uh, consequence, the halachic consequence, at least, of being with one's sister, who is a half-sister. There's a machlokes. The Rabbanon were of the opinion that there were two Isurim, and Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, was of the opinion that there was only one. So right now we're in the midst of the opinion of Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, and the primary question we're asking right now is that according to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, what does he do with the Pasuk that the Rabbanon hold is the second Isur? The Pasuk says, Eisha um, Savicha, what does he do with that Pasuk? So it says the Gemara on the top of Chav Gimel Amad Aleph maybe what he does with that Pasuk is to exclude a particular case, Prat L'chai Ve'lavin, to say that had it been that a, a daughter was born out of a relationship that was chayve lavin, maybe we'd say that that's not considered a daughter, in which case had her half-brother been intimate with her, she's not really a half-sister because it's not the, the relationship from which she was born was chayve lavin. Rashi points out on the top, for example, if the father, if her father married a mamzeris, the holy bas, and she's the birth of that child, then, then the half-brother, as it were, the father's son from another other marriage, they're not actually half siblings. So maybe that's what the Gemara meant. Maybe that's what Rabbi Yossi Rabbi does with the Pasuk is to exclude the daughter when a brother and his half sister are together. But if she was born from the relationship where her mother's a mamzeris, then maybe she's not a choso. Oh, so says the Gemara, that can't be. That's not true. Because even though it's true that it's us or to marry a mamzeris, but their kedushin is tofsin. They're actually halachically married. She is, in fact, a half-sister. After all, the Pasuk says, A man has two wives, one whom he loves and one who he hates. Says the Gemara, Can't be talking about uh, whether or not she's loved by Hashem. One is that she's loved because she was loving in her marriage and that she was that she was not honest in her marriage so maybe the husband doesn't like her nevertheless what do we see even if she did something wrong still they still have a relationship they're still halachically married so therefore it can't be that Rabbi Yossi Rabbi Yehuda learns the Pasuk of Eishe Savicha to say that a daughter who's born from a relationship between a man and a woman with whom there's chayvei lavin, that, they are, that the daughter is therefore not considered a daughter as it relates to her half-brother, that's not true. Says the Gemara six, seven lines down, maybe we should say prat maybe we should say that what the, what Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Huda thinks the Pasuk means when it says Eishe Sabicha is to exclude a case where the relationship that generated the daughter was one where there was a chayuv karis. Maybe we should say that. Says the Gemara, we can't say that. The Pasuk says that a person is not allowed to be with his sister, whether or not she's born from one side of the family, just maternal, just from the maternal side, or from the paternal side. It doesn't matter if they're half-brothers in either direction, either through the mom or through the dad, there still is an Isser. And the Gemara says, how do we understand the first part of this? How do we understand this, this Pasuk? Whether or not we say the marriage needs to stay or the marriage needs to go, do they halachically need to get divorced? It doesn't matter. We still treat them as half-siblings in, in any direction. We still see that she's referred to as a So says the Gemara, 
Gemara, you're right about one part of your drasha, but maybe you're wrong about another. Am I agree with you? Whether or not the marriage should last, they should get divorced or not, is one part I understand. But maybe it says for another reason to teach us. Maybe we should say that we're trying to include a case where a girl is born from a shifcha or from Ovedas Kochavim, uh, where we would have definitely would have assumed that she's not a regular half-sister if her mother is a, is a shifcha, her mother's Avodas Kochavim. And uh, yet, nevertheless, what do we see? We see, that there has to actually be a marriage. There is no marriage with a shifcha, and there is no marriage with an Avodas Kochavim. You can try all the halachic tools in the world to marry a shifcha. It doesn't matter. You're not married to the shifcha. So maybe we'd assume that if the daughter was born to a shifcha or ovedas kochavim, maybe we'd assume that she's not a real half-sister. And if a man were to be intimate with this quote-unquote half-sister, whose mother's a shifcha or ovedas kochavim, that there is no, that there, uh, that there is no iser. Says the Gemara, Umar Rais, what made you, what made you see the, the chiyuv kares this way? Why are you saying that there is, that the daughter is still a daughter? We know that Kiddushan is not Tovsin by, by Christus. If there's a Chiyuv Kares between me and someone, and I say, I want to marry this person, it doesn't matter. The, the, the Kiddushan are not Tovsin. So says the Gemara, you're right. Kiddushan are not Tovsin by Kares, but there is something else that's unique about a person who is a Chiyuv Kares between me and, and between a man and a particular woman. Mistabra, it's logical. Why? Because Chayve Krisus Havale Lerabo, Shekin Tafse ben Kiddushan Alma. When it comes to a man and another woman to whom she isn't, uh, to whom he is an erva, she's an erva to him. So then, it's true that they can't get married, but at least she's marriageable. At least she's someone who could get. To me, she's an erva, but to another man, she's a regular woman. She's a regular basi Yisrael. So therefore, even though it's chayve krisus, but the woman is not inherently psula. However, uh, but but in regards to shifcha uh, novedes kochavim, there they're not able to marry anyone. It says the Gemara Adarabba. That's not true. I could have argued that by Shifcha Vovedes Kochavim Havalei the Rabos, they should have been included here. Why? Because the Chimegaira Ledidei Nami Tapsebak Kedushin. Let's say that there's a woman who is an Ovedes Kochavim. I can't marry her now. She's a Goya. What if she converts? Then I can marry her. She's totally eligible to me. But this erva will never be eligible to me. And therefore, maybe we should include a case of Shifcha Novedes Kochavim because they could convert. Says Gemara, it's true, but that's not a Chiddush. Lechimegaira Gufa Acharinahi. That's She's a different person altogether. She's not the same person. So you can't actually make that limud. And all of that was trying to understand Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda. The Gemara halfway down on Chavkim Lamarav switches over to Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda's counterpart. And that is the Shita of the Rabbanan. The rabbis um, who, where do they learn out the exclusion to know that a shifcha novedes kochavim, that they are not included here? We know that a shifcha novedes kochavim, that those children, a shifcha in particular, don't belong to anyone other than the owner of the shifcha, which is not the husband. It's, it belongs to the, to the owner, to the Baal. I have Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda. What do you need those psukim for? Says the Gemara. Why do you have both psukim? Because remember, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda doesn't hold of two isurim. So how do we understand him? He says, One pasuk for each. We actually need to separately learn the halacha of a shifcha and the halacha of a kochavim. Why? Because if I only had the case of the maidservant, that's because she has no lineage at all. She's a shifcha. She is in effect, in a vacuum of a human being as it relates to her yichus, she has no yichus. 
We don't ever refer to the Shifra as a Shifra Bas, who was her father. We never talk about a Shifra that way. Throughout Tanakh, we do see references to a non-Jew and her father. That we do, we do see. Therefore, I would have thought the Halachos were different. And the reverse is also true. There's something unique about Oved Kochavim. The Oved Kochavim will never have an exposure to mitzvahs like a Jew. However, a Shifra who does have mitzvahs, not mitzvahs, but other mitzvahs, uh, then aim alone. I might have thought she's different. The tricha, therefore, we need both. Says the Gemara, that's good. That's good, but it's only partially good. The Rabbanon, according to the rabbis, Ashkechan Shifcha, we do know uh, how they found out the halachos of Shifcha. But Ovedes Kochavim in Elahu, how do we know about an Ovedes Kochavim according to the Rabbanon? If you want to say that we just learned out the Ovedes Kochavim halacha from the Shifcha, we can't do that because we just saw the Tzrichusa and the Gemara. We needed each one to be separate, um, as we said earlier in the Tzrichusa and the Gemara, because a Shifcha has no Yichus and Ovedes Kochavim does, and an Ovedes Kochavim has no halachic mitzvahs, whereas a Shifcha does. So Amar Rav Yochanan, Mishum Reb Shem Ben Yochai, Amar Kra, we learn this out from Ki Asiris Bin Chamei This Gemara is very important uh, for a general rule, which is that we hold that a, um, a child that's born to a woman who's Jewish is Jewish, and a child who's born to a woman who's not Jewish is not Jewish. And that is a drasha from this Gemara right here. Amar Rabbi Shimon Ben Yochai, how do we know that a Novedes Kochavim is um, makes a child not Jewish, says the Gemara's follows. Amar Kra, Ki Asir is bin This Pasuk is uh, in the context of Sefer Dvarim and is talking about the Isra of Elosi's Chatein Bam, that a man cannot, that we cannot marry their daughters. It's a reference to the Sheva Amimim, the seven nations that lived in Eretz Yisrael. Ki Asir is bin back in the Gemara, bin Chami Yisraelis, Karui bin If you have a son and the mother of that son is a Yisraelis, so then Karui bin then that's your child. I'm asking, that child is yours. But if you have a son with a woman who's an Ovedes Kochavim, that's not your child. That's Binah, that's her child. So Amar Ravina, Shmamina, what do we see from this Gemara about Rav Shimon Bar Yochai? Ravina says, Shmamina, Ben Bitcha Habamina Ovedes Kochavim Kari Bincha, that if you... Uh, if your daughter is ba min oved kochavim, if your daughter has a son with an oved kochavim, kari bincha. If the man is an oved kochavim and the woman is a Yisraelis, still we call that child your son. So that means these are questions I get almost every day of the week. Uh, my name is so and so. I'm Jewish, but my the, the woman will say I'm Jewish, but my husband is a non-Jew. So the halacha is that that child is a, is a yid, and the Gemara infers from this shita of uh, Rav, Ravina lema. Maybe we could say kasava Ravina ovid kochavim ve'evid haba al bas Yisrael havlad kasher. Maybe we should say, unlike a shita we saw earlier, we had seen a shita that if a woman bears a child, bears, has a child with a man who's an ovid kochavim, maybe the child is a mamzer. That was a shita that we saw. So maybe we should learn from Ravina's understanding over here that maybe if a if a Jewish woman conceives from a from an ovid kochavim. They, the, that the child is a kosher. He's a regular yid. No mamzerus. Says the Gemara, kind of. Nihi granted six lines from the bottom of Chav Gimel Amaral. Granted the mamzer lohabe. I agree with you, says the Gemara, that what's implied from Ravina is at least if a woman has a child with an Ovid Kochavim, that the child is not a mamzer. I agree. But kosher nami lohabe. He's also not a regular Jew. He does have an element of psul. Says the Gemara, quote, Yisrael Pasul, end quote, Mikri. He is called the Yisrael Pasul. Probably not the best advertising. Hi, oh, nice to meet you. You married a non-Jew and you had a baby? Okay, he's not a mamzer. He's just a Yisrael puzzle. What does it mean? It means that he can't marry a Kohen, that he's limited to marrying uh, into the Kohanim. 
says the Gemara, great Mari Mikomos to teach me that it's uh, not a good idea for a woman to marry a, a non-Jewish man. I understand that. But the Pasuk was only speaking about the Sheva Umos. Hi, Beshiva Umos Ksiv. So maybe the Isser of marrying an Akum is only by Sheva Amamin, only by the seven, the seven nations, says the Gemara. No, Ki Yasir, when the Pasuk says Yasir, that is a more expansive word, Lirabos Kol HaMasirin, to include anyone who could pull a girl, a pull a woman off of the Derech, and that's a, a man who's who's worshiping idols, a man who's an Obed Kochavim, a man who's a God. And therefore, the Isser of mar marrying a non-Jewish man for a woman, even though the child is still halachically Jewish, it's still prohibited based on the Psukim, and the child's called the Yisrael Apostle, according to the Gemara. He's not a Mamzer, he's Yisrael Apostle. It applies across the boards. Says the Gemara, that only works according to some shitas. If you want to say that the Pasuk that's clearly speaking about the Sheva Umos is now being more expansive to all of the, the Goyim of the world, all of the Obed Kochavim of the world, that only is true. Hanicha the Rabbi Shimon, the Darish that's only true according to Rib Shimon, who believes in Dorish time of the Krah, who is willing to be Dorish the Ta'am of the Krah. What does the Pasuk say? By the seven nations, we're concerned that maybe these seven nations will pull women off of the Derech that are for its Usr. So the time of the Krah is that they'll get pulled off the Derech. Therefore, because Rib Shimon is Dorish time of the Krah, so therefore, Therefore, we can expand it to a wider uh, to a wider birth of people, that it applies to all non-Jewish men, that a woman is not allowed to marry any non-Jewish man. And if she does so and they have a child, that child is Yisrael Puzzle. So Rib Shimon is allowed, he holds, he's Darish time of the credit. You are allowed to expand a halachic area of the Torah based simply on the ta'am, on the of the logic, the reasoning behind the puzzle. However, according to the rabbis who do not hold of Dorish time of the Quran, they do not believe in expound, expanding a halachic um, area due to the logic of the Pasuk, only whatever is on the exegetical side. What can we learn from the Pasuk? So according to them, Minalahu, how then would they know that it's usher for a man to for a woman to marry a non-Jewish man? Says the Gemara. Look which name you just quoted. You said Reb Shimon holds of Dorish time of the Krah. Man Tana de Paligalid Reb Yossi Reb Yehuda. Who is the Tana that argues against Reb Yossi Reb Yehuda? It's Reb Shimon he. And what is Reb Shimon he? Look back up two lines. Reb Shimon is Dorish time of the Krah. So therefore, no problem at all. We therefore have a halachic conclusion here that it is not only forbidden for a woman who is Jewish to marry a non-Jewish man. That's for sure. Losis chaten bam, seemingly included in the pasuk, and that we hold like Reb Shimon and Reb Yossi. Everyone, everyone agrees to this one in this case. So we're Dorish time of the Krah, and. Um, and the child would be called the Yisrael Pasuk. That brings us to the top of Chav Gimel Amid Beis. We're going to go to the next mission on the top of Chav Dalad Amid Aleph. Um, and this mission is going to present a couple of uh, nuanced cases about people who got married and didn't really realize who they got married to. We probably should pay attention to these things, but that's what the case that the mission is going to present now. Misha Kidesh, a man, one man, he marries Achas Mishte Achayos. He marries one of two sisters, Ve'en Yodea Ezemehen Kidesh. But he doesn't know which of the two sisters he married identical twins, whatever the case may be, whatever the logistics are, they did not, he said, I'm willing to marry person X. He did not know which woman he married. Fine. What does he do? No saying get Lizu, but get Lizu. Unfortunately, he has to give a get to both of these women. Can't be intimate with either of them because it's a suffix do rice of who he married. And if in fact you're married to the other woman, you just slept with your sister-in-law. That's for sure not allowed. So then you're not, there's no intimacy at all. And he has to give a get to both. What if this man who married one of these two women without knowing who it was, what if he died and had a brother? So Reuven was the man who married one of these two women without knowing who. And then he died and he had a brother, Shimon. So what should Shimon do? It's an equivalent. He can't do a, can't give a get because there's no get. He was never married to them, but he has to do Yibum or Chalitza. So in this case, he would do Chalitza. But Hayulo Shnayim, 
it, let's say that he had two brothers. So Ruvain, uh, Ruvain got married and didn't know to whom. And he had two brothers after he died, Shimon and Levi. So then, once they do chalitza to one woman, then the other one can marry another one. So let's say Shimon would do chalitza and Levi would get married. Kid Muvakansu. What if, in fact, these brothers did something wrong? They actually did get married. So the case was that Ruvain, the case was that Ruvain married one of these two women but didn't know who he had, and then he died. And, and the, these uh, two women, or one of the two women, or really both, fell to the remaining two brothers, Shimon and Levi. And they did something wrong. Kid Muvakinsu, they just decided, I'm going to marry this one and you'll marry that one, even though that's not allowed. Ein Motzin Miyadam, we don't force them to get divorced. We'll discuss that in the Gemara. The second case of the Mishnah is somewhat similar. However, we're not talking about brothers in this case. Shnayim Shekichu, two random people, one from uh, the Smith family and one from the Klein family, says the Gemara, two random men, they married, each one of them married one of two sisters. So Shnayim Shekichu, Shteachayos. Ze eno yodea, eze kidesh, veze eno yodea, eze kidesh. So you have, uh, you know, uh, you have two guys, Ruvain from family X and Chaim from family Y, and they marry two sisters, but they don't know which of the sisters they married. So Rachel and Leah, they don't know who married whom. So what should they do? Each person, ze no sein shnei gitin, veze no sein shnei gitin. Each person has to give two gitin to, to each woman. Otherwise, we don't know. They may still be halachically married. And without giving the get, if they're halachically married and they go marry somebody else and have a child, that's mamzerus. Mesu, what if these two men on randomly die? So Ruvain and Chaim in our case die, and then Rachel and uh, Rachel and Leah are now uh, are now widows. So it says the Gemara, Mesu, if they die, and each of these guys, Ruvain and Chaim, each of them have one brother, same principle as we learned in the Resha, that uh, just like in the Resha, they would do divorce, here they're going to do Chalitza. What if Ruvain has one brother? And uh, Chaim has two brothers. So Hayachid, Ruvain's one brother, he's Cholitz L'Shem, he does Chalitza to both. However, Vehashnaim, the man who has two brothers, Echad Cholitz Vehachad Miyabim, he does Chalitza to one, and then he is allowed to marry another one. Kidmu Vekansu, what if these two brothers of Chaim decide to get married to these two sisters? We don't force them to get divorced. Now, what if Ruvain and Chaim, the non-brothers who married sisters, what if each one had two brothers? Lazeshnaim v'lazeshnaim, another iteration of this case. Says the Gemara, Echav shel zecholetz la'achas, ve'echav shel zecholetz la'achas. One brother does chalitza to each, uh, one brother does chalitza, the other one does chalitza. And echav shel zem yabim chalitza so shel zem. And the woman from whom chalitza was done, another man can marry her from among the brothers. Ve'echav shel zem yabim chalitza so shel zem. So basically the woman who had chalitza, the women who had chalitza, the two women who had chalitza are then marriageable because they're no longer v'yibum. They already had chalitza them. What if kid mushnaim v'chaltzu that if two people went ahead and they did chalitza to, to the two women, then they cannot marry those two women. They can only marry one of those two women. What if two of these brothers decided to get married to these two sisters? Again, we would not consider that to be a, um, something where we have to actually induce a divorce. We would let them stay married. We'll analyze a couple of these cases before the end of the day. Let's get started with the Gemara. Halfway down on Chavkim Lamed Beis, the Gemara says, we have a very unique inference here. What did we say it was the case? That they were Mikadej. Let's talk about the first case. There was one man who, who got the Kedushin. He married a woman, uh, at least betrothal, the Kedushin, but he didn't know who, she, who he married. They're not allowed to even be intimate. So, because he doesn't know if it's his wife. Says the Gemara, Shmami, no. What do we see from our Mishnah? 
What we see is Kedushin She'en Mesur and Labia Habu Kedushin, that if there in fact there is a Kedushin, but it's not Mesur and Labia, but there is no Tashmish Hamita, because there can't be, then that still seems to be that the Kedushin is Chal. If a man, if a man uh, halachically proposes to a woman, but he's never able to be intimate with her, is that Kedushin? The Gemara seems to imply from our mission that it is. Says the Gemara, it's not a good raya. You cannot learn that out. Why not? No, initially he knew who she was. Uh, let's say we're talking about a case of two women who look very, very similar. And the only way to tell them apart is one of them wore nail polish and the other one did not. So I know it's the woman who wore nail polish. And then she took off her nail polish. I don't know who she is anymore. Okay, so then that's Hukru Uluva Sofnis Arvu. I used to know who she was. So then the Kedushin was done at a time when I knew who she was. And, and Tashma Shamita would have been Mutter in theory. And says the Gemara Dekanami, this is actually implied in our Mishnah. Dekhtani, what does our Mishnah say? Ve'eno yodea. He doesn't know right now. yadua, that it was never known to him. Shmami no, we can see from here that the case of our Mishnah was discussing a case where he did initially know during the Kedushin which wife was his. What is the Chiddush of this case in our Gemara, in our Mishnah? Says the Gemara, we needed it to teach a subtlety in the Seifa. Seifa itzrichaleh. What was the case of the Seifa? Meis velo ach echad. That when this man in the Reisha dies and he has one brother, and we, the unknown of the two sisters, we don't know who his wife was, but they fell to his brother. So Ruvain was the one who married and didn't know who he married. He knew what, who she was originally, but not, in, not afterwards. And then when Ruvain died, his brother Shimon was, they, they felt him be, we said, and then we said, in our Mishnah, we said that had he had two brothers, what would the din be? The Chalitza has to take place first. But had Yibum taken place in our Mishnah first, that would be a very big problem because that could be the Kapaga Ba'achos If the Yavama was really his wife, then you just married the other woman's Zakuka, which is not allowed. That's not allowed. And in the safe of the Mishnah, or in the second case of the Mishnah, this was the case of Ruvain and Chaim, two random men who happened to have married sisters. What do we see from here? Let's try again. We couldn't learn it from the Reisha. But maybe we can learn from the second case that if the Kedushin took place under a circumstance where uh, the man did not know who he was marrying, so then... Um, so then says the Gemara, then maybe that's uh, the condition is still chal, even though they can't have Tash Mishamita. Says the Gemara, here too, we're talking about a case where he knew who his wife was originally, where the men knew who their wives were originally, Ruven and Chaim, they knew, but then things got mixed up. And De Kanami, this is also implied in the right in the Mishnah because where it says that he doesn't know. Right now he doesn't know, but, in, but he did know it, he did know at some point who they were. And what's the Chiddush of the Seifa? Says the Gemara, Seifa Yisrochaleh, we needed it for the end of the second case. We had said that Mesu, if Ruvain and Chaim, the non-brothers who married sisters, that had, when they died, and we said that if one of them had one brothers and one of them had two brothers, if Ruvain had one brother and, uh, and Chaim had two brothers, so then the Yachid is Cholitz Lishteim. The Ruvain is one brother, he will do Chalitza for both women. And Chaim, who has two brothers, we had said, Echad Cholitz Echad Miyabim. That we needed the chalitza to become before the yibum. Says the Gemara, we learned that already five lines ago that the that the chalitza has to come before the yibum because we were concerned about, um, as the Gemara called it, about uh, being pogea be'achos zikukaso. We know that that the chalitza has to be done before the yibum when two brothers. Are, who are Yevamim, are trying to marry two women, one of whom is uh, the wife of their brother. Says the Gemara, Pshita, Hainu Reisha, we learned that already. Says the Gemara, Ma'udetema ligzor treatuchad, we might have had a different halacha when we're talking about 
two brothers versus when we're talking about one, maybe we should be more strict here and not allow anything, not even the chalitza followed by the yibum. Maybe we should just say chalitza for everyone. Kamash malan, that that's not, not that that's not true. The dafka, and what was the din that we learned? Michlatz v'hadar yivume. As we had said in the ratio, we're going to say here again, because again, this is a new case of two people and not one marrying these two women. The dafka michlatz v'hadar yivume. It's only true when the chalitza comes first. It has to be that you didn't do yibum and then do chalitza afterwards, because then the chalitza, the woman who had chalitza, might actually be married, and now she's going to be a Yavama Bashuk. She was never married to you, and then she was left to, left to pasture. Yeah, but once you do Halitza, you can out of the question. But she's, what? No, but this is, the, this is, yeah. If one woman you did Yibum for, and the other woman is going to go free, that other woman might have been the wife. But in general, once you do one, the other is... It, it depends on the cases. And here, what we're saying is that it has to be We'll end up with a woman who really is the one who was married. And now she is going to be married by another man in the Shuk. And the Yavama Bashuk is a huge problem. This was like we were talking about those tribes, those, uh, those tribes of people, those communities where, where a lot of people had no Yichus. Remember Tarmod and a couple of these cities that we learned about. So these are, were the concerns is that you'd have a Yavama Bashuk or you'd have a woman who is Kukaso. So yeah. What? Yeah? Okay. Says the Gemara, four lines from the bottom on Chavkim Lamud Bey, Shnaim Lazet and Shnaim Lazet. I'm sorry, Lazet Shnaim and Lazet Shnaim. Is that if when Ruvain and Chaim, Ruvain and Chaim, the non-brothers married sisters, if each of them had two brothers to do Yibum, so then asks the Gemara, Hasu Lamali, I don't need this case because I've already learned all the principles. I could, I could extrapolate from an earlier case in the Mishnah to this case in the Mishnah. The Mishnah did not have to write this case. Says the Gemara, it's not true. Mahu Ligzor, I might have thought that there should be a rabbinic injunction against this process of doing chalitza followed by yibum because it's an easy error to make to do yibum before chalitza and that would generate a lot of problems. Kamash malan, that there is no rabbinic injunction against doing chalitza before yibum. We don't assume someone will make a mistake because there's a lot on the line and people know when there's a lot on the line that they know not to mess around. Says the Gemara, a question comparing our our case in the Mishnah to another case in the in the in Shas. In our case in the Mishnah, we had said that there were two random brothers who married sisters. Ruvain and Chaim married two sisters, and they didn't know who married who. Each of them had two brothers. Says the Gemara, Why is this different than another case that um, a case that uh, we had learned about already, where there are four brothers? Two of the brothers married two sisters, Umesu, and they died. And then these two women fell to the two brothers, Hanesuin Esoachayos. The men who were married to the sisters died. There, in that case, we said they do chalitza, but no yibum. What did our Mishnah say? We do chalitza and yes yibum to the other sister. So why is it that this case, which is seemingly almost identical, why would we then say that uh, that the halachos are different? Why in our Mishnah does it, does it say first chalitza and then yivum? And in this case of four brothers, two of whom are married to sisters, and then those two people who are married to sisters die, and the two women fall to the remaining two brothers, why do we say that there's no yivum? Says the Gemara, these cases are not comparable at all. Top of What does the Gemara say? In the case that we just brought, uh, that we just brought in, we were talking about brothers who were married to sisters. 
That's very different. For whatever reason, when there are two brothers who die and the two brothers leave over two sisters, then you have a different problem of Zika with them or Bittal Yivum as it relates to your brother. That's for sure true. However, Hacha, in our case, where the initial two brothers who married were not brothers, I'm sorry, the initial two men who married were not brothers. Reuben and Chaim were not married at all, and they were not related at all. Sorry, one second. And Hacha over here in our Mishnah, where Reuben and Chaim were two random men who married two sisters, that case is different. Each person is going to say, I'm marrying the right person because they're different cases. Again, our case was talking about two non-brothers who married sisters. The case at the bottom of the page that we're asking from was two brothers who married two sisters. The cases are not the same. Last little sugya for now, says the Gemara on the top of Dafchav Daladam Aleph, Kid Muvakansu Ein Motzian. We said that if in fact they got married when they shouldn't have, the two uh, brothers ended up marrying these two women and they shouldn't have, we don't make them get divorced. Says the Gemara, Tani Shila. Shila says, and a Brisa, Kohanim. Even if they're both Kohanim, we don't make them get divorced. How, how can you say that? They're both Chalitzas. They both had Chalitza. That's what our Mishnah said, that they had Chalitza, my time, because, says the Gemara, a shocking din, Chalitza is Derabonani. Who knew that a Chalitza, a woman who had Chalitza, a woman who did Chalitza, or that if, if the Chalitza was done to her, then what is the din? What's her status? Klape Akohen. We thought it was a Psul Deoraisa. Says the Gemara, no, it's only it's uh, it's only the And when we're not sure if he married the the chalutza or a regular woman, in that case, we assume that they can stay married. Asks the Gemara of chalutza the rabbanon. He it's a pasuk. The pasuk says v'hatanya grusha. The pasuk says that a grusha that a woman who's divorced is not allowed to marry a kohen. Ainly ella grusha chalutza minayin. How do we know that a chalutza has a din deoraisa? Says the Gemara Talmud Lomar veisha. We have a, a proper drasha that a chalutza is a din deoraisa. So if we have a proper drasha that a chalutza is a din deoraisa, then how can we say that the husbands will stay married? That's not allowed. Says the Gemara. You're right that the word veisha is used to learn out the word vechalutza, but it's not a din deoraisa. Says the Gemara, the Gemara, It's only a din derabanan. This is a big chiddush. It's a big chiddush. We've always assumed that a chalutza was a psul deoraisa. And in a case where they granted did something wrong, where these kohanim married these women, one of whom really, both of whom they shouldn't be married to, but they married them out of suffix. So since there's only a suffix chalutza, and after the fact they're already married, we therefore don't force them to get divorced. We're going to stop right here. Um, Tomorrow uh, will also be recorded and posted like yesterday, unfortunately. So uh, we'll learn a blot and a half tomorrow, Mir Sashem, and uh, wishing you all a beautiful day. Sure.